What if your content was a beautiful body of work, a collection of videos or blog posts or podcast episodes that were so good, people felt like they just found a hidden box full of treasure when they discover it. Can you imagine how cool they would think you were? But if you want that to happen, you gotta stop doing some other stuff. Just saying. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high energy visuals and short form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Let's talk about building your body of work when it comes to content. What the heck does that mean? I've been thinking a lot about this, and I think it's like going to be my new signature framework or something. Just kidding. I don't know, maybe. But basically, just my take on how you can approach content marketing if you're a service provider, like someone who works with their clients. If they're going to meet you, talk to you, work with you, whether you're a freelancer, coach, consultant, if your clients work with you, I think this is a great way to approach your content. So First of all, I think you need to have a super solid personal brand. And my take on this is that it's got to be infused with you. Like you have got to love it. So I just talked to Annie P. Ruggles about her brand evolution last week. So if you haven't listened to that episode, that's also a great episode if you want to like dive into that a little bit more. And if you don't know Annie yet and you want more inspiration on how to show up as your own quirky self and still crush it in business, you got to find her over on LinkedIn. Annie P. Ruggles, the best name ever. So when I work with someone on personal branding, I help them make a personal brand that they freaking love. Something happens, and I see this with my clients, when you toss out the shoulds and allow yourself to show up in your business however the F you want to. And I know I'm talking about this over and over again, and you're like, all right, you know, we got it. But when it comes to your brand, and I'm talking very simple personal brands, because also... If you're not going to print anything, you don't need a million illustrator files. Like you don't need a million things. You need a simple logo type. When it comes to the visual parts of your brand, those can be super, super simple. And then you just need to find clients. But the other thing that you really need to work on is your messaging, which is the episode with Dr. Michelle Major, where we dive into that and talking more clearly what you do and how you work with your clients and what you do for them. So when I'm talking about a personal brand, I'm talking about a basic logo type, colors, fonts, just enough to get you started, to get you out in the world, and to be consistent with your branding. But I don't do a bunch of deep dive, like what does your ideal client want? What does this person want? Where should you be? How do you want them to feel? Color theory, blah, 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 blah. I don't do that. I want your brand to be something that you love so that you can just like ooze confidence when you show it. Like how would you feel if someone was like, okay, here's your brand. This is a bunch of colors you don't like. And then also you're going to have to wear those all the time. Like you need to embody your brand when you're out on the streets, when you're going to your kid's soccer game, here's this color that you hate, but it means something like for some reason, somebody's going to like it. So now you have to wear it all the time. And you're like, I don't want to, like, I just want to wear black and white stripes. One of my clients, Taryn Conwell, who has a podcast called the Undomestic Mom, I helped her with her branding and her colors and her fonts and her logo type. And she was like, can I just have black and white? I really just want like black and white and gray. Like that's what I wear. That's what I do. That's who I am. Am I allowed to just do that? 
And y'all know that I love a rainbow of colors. But I was like, yeah, you can do that. You can do whatever you want to do. If I forced her to use like hot pink, like a pop of color here, or do this or do that, she wasn't going to love it. And so I wanted her to love it so that she would share it with the confidence of like a new black dress or black yoga pants and a black t-shirt. Feel comfy in your personal brand. Feel like it's you. Feel like it's something you love. Don't worry about anybody else. It's the same as getting dressed in the morning. Like pick something that you feel comfortable in. Cool fonts, cool colors that you love so that you can show up in a way that you are really proud of and show it off. So I feel like that is step one. Bottom of the barrel, that's your foundation for building a body of work that you love. You have to set the foundation to create content that you're so proud of. You cannot wait to share it with the world because there might be some people out there. I used to do this too. You make the content and then you just like never share it or you like share it once. You're like, hey, I have a new lead magnet, everybody. Uh, nobody signed up. You have to love it so much that you want to keep talking about it. You also have to get clear on what kind of content you want to make. And I talked about that on a previous episode too. You got to figure out what you have a blast making. And maybe it's something that doesn't exist yet. Wouldn't that be exciting? Like on, on Annie's episode, we talked about her book that turned into like a novella the sales coach who couldn't sell. And she was like trying to write a book and then it turned into something really awesome, but also that had never been done and really creative. And so I wonder what is in that beautiful brain of yours if you just started making something that you wanted to make and you didn't worry about what you were supposed to make. Also, no pressure. (laughs) You're like, ah, it doesn't have to be something totally new, but it does have to be something that you think would be fun and that would bring you joy and be fun for you in your business. So just finish the sentence. It would be really cool if I blah, 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 started a podcast. If that is on your heart. Sorry, I've been listening to this guy on Instagram. I think his name is Landon Talks, but he talks about Southern stuff. So what is on your heart right now? You need to figure out what's on your heart and then start working on that. So like I said before in the other episode, if it's a podcast, go all in on that sucker. Quiet all the noise in your head, telling you to make sure that you repurpose it over here and that you make it a YouTube channel and you make show notes that are SEO optimized. Like you are making a podcast. Focus on making it the coolest podcast you can make and have fun with it. That's going to make it something you can be consistent with. That's going to be your best content. And if you stick with it, you'll build a body of work. So I keep saying body of work like you know what that means. And maybe you do. But maybe you're also like, what are you talking about? Body of work. So remember, I come from a background of being an art teacher. So I went to art school. I was an art teacher for 13 years, I think. I lost track because I was like, because of the trauma. I don't know. But thinking about content in terms of a body of work makes total sense to me. So as an artist, right? Like, I don't know. If you think about, I don't know, Picasso has like his blue period, right? And then there's like this period where he did this or whatever. But a body of work, it's like, let's pretend. Oh, this is fun. Oh, fun. Let's pretend like you are making a gallery show and it's all your content. So it's going to be visually appealing, right? It's going to be fun for people to look at. It's probably going to be thought provoking. And it's just going to all kind of work together. It's going to be a little bit cohesive, right? Every piece can stand on its own, but also together. It's like, wow, look at this. This is amazing. Look at all these pieces together. They all fit together, but they all kind of stand alone. That is a body of work. So for an artist, a gallery show might have like one theme, 
might be all made with the same materials, right? And it's sort of this artist exploring this medium and expressing themselves and using it in different ways. Or maybe it's the same materials, but there's a few different like themes going on throughout, but it's cohesive, right? And it all works together and it can be presented as such. So I want you to think of your content as a body of work. So when someone lands on your blog or your podcast or whatever, they're seeing all this amazing work that you're doing and they see this sort of thread that goes through it. I guess for me, a thread that goes through my work is definitely like the rebelness or saying things that other people might not say or whatever and thinking outside the box and doing things differently, that kind of thread, right? But also a lot of my content is audio. Um, a lot of my content's visual. So I feel like the podcast, your podcast, if you make one, is your body of work. Your blog is going to be your body of work. So people can look through it and be like, wow, this is like a great resource. Like she has all this information on this topic she's very passionate about. And it's just really interesting. They're consuming it. And what it's going to do is be really valuable to the people who stumble upon it. And it's going to give you the credibility and the authority that you've been working towards, but while doing way less. So I think that we think of building that credibility and that authority by creating more and more content, being on more and more platforms, or just creating, creating and being everywhere. But if you could focus on treating your content like you're making the most curated, most amazing little gallery show of your content, when they find it, it's going to be like, ah, like opening a treasure box. I like this analogy. We're going to dive into that when we come back. The doors to the Content Playhouse will be officially opening on October 1st through the 5th. It's a content-driven community that will support you in making content that you freaking love. It includes two meetings a month, one for co-working and one for community support, Voxer access to me Monday through Thursday, a Slack community, weekly design reviews, and over a dozen past workshops that you'll get access to immediately when you join. It's a space to really embrace the idea of slowing down and creating content that you're super proud of. You'll finally feel like you can stop doing all the things and just do the things you love and do them well while getting to hang out with other awesome business owners. Head over to contentplayhouse.com to learn more and join in on the fun. Okay, back to your content being a treasure box for someone to discover. Like the end of Goonies when they find all the treasure, right? They're going to be like, oh my gosh, where has this person been my whole life? This is amazing. I love it. And so you can point them to that treasure box by showing up on social media, you know, like a couple times a week when it feels important to you, when you've added something new to your gallery show or your treasure box, right? Your body of work. or when you go on someone else's podcast, you say like, man, my best stuff is over on my blog. You know, like that's where I really shine. That's where I put all my most valuable information like that. Check me out. Like, you know, you're on a podcast like, man, all my best stuff is over on my podcast. It's called this. Here's where you find me. If you like making reels, there's nothing against social media here. If you want to build your body of work on Instagram, like short form videos, that could be your body of work. It doesn't have to be long form content. It doesn't have to be a YouTube channel, but it could be. But the point is, as I've said, has to be something you want to do and something that you will be consistent at and something that you're willing to do really well. 
because we want to say no to creating tons and tons of content that's just mediocre because that's not a treasure chest. <laughs> that's like the end of Goonies and they're like, oh, cool. Here's the sunken ship. You want yours to be the treasure chest. So they find it and they're like, ah! oh my gosh. And Corey Feldman's like putting all of it in his mouth. Weird. I don't know why I said that. Corey Feldman's putting all your content in his mouth and then spitting it out when the mean old lady makes it. Ah, Goonies. I love that movie. Anyways, here's the thing. No one is going to find that treasure box, your body of work, your amazing little gallery show of content and say in their minds, I wonder why she's not more active on Pinterest, right? They're going to be over on YouTube, like amazed at this treasure trove that they've just found of these handful of videos. If you're new, it's going to only be a couple. And as you continue to build your body of work, it will be more and more. They're not going to be on Instagram being like, I wonder why she doesn't repurpose these on TikTok. They're going to be on Instagram enjoying your content. Your body of work is going to be so awesome that they're not going to be worried about you being anywhere else. And you're going to find the people who really love your stuff. And it's all going to be right there for them to enjoy instead of spreading it out over all these things, making it not that great. And being everywhere, so no one's really that impressed. You put your treasure chest, your body of work in one place. And then you get to make less content. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to spend less time. You might. You might end up spending more time because you're going to make this content really freaking good. But it's going to be less. And you're going to enjoy it more because you're making stuff you're proud of. So the final step of the framework is to keep it up. The idea is if you love doing it, you're going to keep doing it. Don't worry about the data. Don't worry about the statistics. Famous YouTubers didn't have a million followers on their first video, right? Matt and I used to watch this guy. His name is Report of the Week. I feel like I should go back and look at him. But he would like review fast food places like, you know, Taco Bell come out with a new thing and he would go try it and tell us. He's a character, right? He like wears a suit. He was young when he started. I don't know. We were watching this like seven years ago. I think he's still doing it. The point is, he didn't have a million followers when he started. He just thought it would be fun to make these videos of him reviewing fast food. He didn't do it because, I mean, I don't know. I never talked to him. Maybe he did do it to build up to this. But a lot of times I think people do the thing that they're doing because they want to. So he did and it caught on and I'm sure he makes a ton of money doing it. And a lot of YouTubers talk about how awful their videos were in the beginning. You just have to keep doing it to get better and get better, and evolve, and just like Annie P. Ruggles, we talked about the evolving of the brand, things will change, things will do whatever, but you're going to keep going with that thing you like, and keep improving it, and keep working on it, and keep going, so don't worry about all the data, because if you go on YouTube, and you have like five views, and you're bummed that you only have five views, the odds of you making the next video for five views, it's not going to work, you can't get to a million views unless you keep doing it, which I know is annoying. And I agree. It's hard to show up when it's not that many people. But if you're more focused on building your body of work and less on gaining a million followers, then you just share it. You're just working on your body of work and you're doing something you like and you're doing something that's fun. And that seems like you could stick with it. Are you with me? Okay. So since I guess this episode is me revealing my quote unquote new signature framework, let me say each step again. It is a work in progress, y'all. Here's what I think you need to do. Get a brand that you love and that feels a thousand percent you, okay? 
toss out all the rules. Don't worry about the avatars or anybody else or your niche. Just get a logo type, some colors, and some fonts that you freaking love. Okay. Get clear on the type of content you want to make, not what you think your audience wants you to make or where you think your audience is. Stop guessing what other people want you to do and just get clear on what you want to do, how you want your brand to look, where you want to show up, what you want to make. Then you have to quiet all the other noise telling you that you should be doing something else. This probably means like unfollowing people who are giving you advice on how many times to post and where you should be. And if you're not going to be on Pinterest, maybe unfollow people who talk about Pinterest because you just need to be focused on your body of work right now. So like maybe put it in a spreadsheet, save it for later, whatever. Quiet all the noise. Okay, you picked your body of work and you're going to focus on that. That's the next step. You just have to work on building your body of work. Focus on the thing. Slow and steady. Then the last one is don't worry about the data. If the data is going to stress you out and bum you out and you're going to be sad about your views and your subscribers or your whatevers, don't even look at it. Work on your body of work. Okay. The thing about a gallery show is that you don't put up each piece. There's not an opening for each piece right? You make all your art and then you put it all up and you invite people to your opening of your art gallery. Well, not the opening of the gallery, but you know what I mean? Your art opening. You put up all your work and they come out and see it. So it's different when you're doing it on social media or on YouTube or blogging or wherever. You're posting them one at a time, okay? So try to ignore that data because you're really just building up your body of work. It's not like we can behind the scenes make all our YouTubes and then like pop them up all up at the same time and wait and see what everybody thinks, So don't let the data get to you. Just try to really focus on just working on that body of work. Okay, what do you think? Can you do it? Do you think it sounds better than what you're doing now? Does it seem harder? Does it seem easier? I would love for you, as I always say, to hit me up on Instagram and let me know if there's any part of this that you're still not 100% on board with. Let me know if you think this sounds harder or easier or I don't know. What are you thinking? Crazy idea? Good idea? Maybe we can talk it out. And I'm not just saying that as a hypothetical call to action because I'm ending the podcast and I'm supposed to add a CTA. I really would love for you to reach out. I want to know what you think. I mean, after all, it's my new fancy signature framework. I want to hear from you. So hit me up. Okay. See you next Tuesday. Wink. Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to deannaseymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time.